Welcome everyone, we are about to begin, Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayer, Shir number 280. Uh, we talked in various feedbacks recently, and in uh, some basic shurim about the importance of confidence, and the importance of confidence in particular in marriage. Because very often, a husband or a wife, looking at themselves, say, I can't do it, I'm not marriage material. I'm an angry person. I'm a person with many issues. I'm a failure. Um, I can't control certain things and so on and so forth. And a lot of all of these things are based on a lack of self-confidence in one's own abilities. And once self-confidence and self-esteem is raised and you build yourself in a healthy way, and if a husband and wife can do it together, or in each individually, but working in a marriage to build their confidence in themselves and in their goodness and in their abilities, then the marriage can have a 180-degree turn and turn completely in a completely different, more positive, powerful direction. And it's not a pipe dream. It's a real reality. There is a book that I recommend highly. It's not a book on Shalom Bayis, but it's a book on Hashkafa called You Revealed by Rabbi Naftali Horowitz. It's Kadai to listen to the interview he has on Meaningful People. And it's a wonderful, wonderful book. I read it once briefly, and I really have to read it again more in depth because I didn't really do justice to the material in there uh, by just reading it once very quickly. He has a chapter on confidence, and I want to share with you something that he says there that's very, very important. There's a safer called Chayvas Halvavais, one of the most major, major svarim in Jewish history, in Jewish literature. It literally is a safer on teaching you as a Jew how to think and feel. It is a humongous, unbelievable safer, one unique. There's no other like it. Victor Miller gave shiurim on Chavis Halvavais, and it talked a lot about the great importance of it. Be'ez Hashem, down the road, there are many, many, many that give shiurim on Shar HaBitachin of the Chayvis Alvavis, which is a wonderful shar about having emuna and Betachin in Hashem in day-to-day life. I was thinking eventually to give shiurim in Chayvis Alvavis, but in particular in the Shar Cheshben HaNefesh, which there's a parak there that has 30 concepts of what a Yid is to think about. But the bottom line is, he writes here, Rabbi Naftali Horowitz, which is true. That Sefer was almost not written at all. In the Hagdama of his Sefer, he writes what led him to write the Sefer and the research he took to establish the Sefer. And he felt very strongly that he was the, not the right person for the job. And um, he writes openly, he says... When I was ready to bring it into action, my decision to write this safer, I realized a person like me is not worthy of writing this work. I evaluated myself and determined that I do not have the skills that it would take to break down the wisdom into roots and branches and categories in a way that it would be orderly and organized as it should be. He evaluated himself in his own words, in his own words. In my eyes, the task was too difficult for me. My mind is too weak to grasp the subject. 
I do not have the skills that it would take to break down the information in an orderly and organized fashion. I have no sufficient proficiency in their Arab, Arabic language. That was it was originally written, by the way, in Arabic, and later, which was the language spoken in Spain at that time. So he gave four solid, good reasons why he was not up to the task. And he was not just being an un of being modest. He really, really believed he wasn't capable. And he was at, at a crossroads right here. Should I dedicate a main portion of my life to this task that I feel I'm inadequate, that I cannot complete? And um, so the, his self-evaluation was correct. When if he said that he was not up to the tax, it was not just a, a nova, but it really he really truly believed that. And if that's the case, how did he end up writing such an unbelievable safer? And it's important to know the source of where all our abilities come from. Right? We don't say we don't say that it's my strength and my might that created all this wealth for me. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu that is giving you that Kayach. He brings down here that the Belzer Rebbe used to say that Ich ken yo and Ich ken nisht zenen beidekfira. Powerful line in Yiddish. In English it means like this. To say I can and to say I can't. They're both kfira, they're both heresy. It is. It, it, it just sums everything up in there. The answer is really we are not capable of anything on our own. But we are capable of everything with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help. Now, sometimes do you need guidance to know what's really beyond your capability? Yeah, that's true. But for the most part, most of us are truly more capable than we can ever imagine if we realize that that comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When we have the confidence of realizing that Hashem put in us special abilities, all of us, to whatever level we are, special abilities to accomplish. He gave us abilities to become wonderful people. He gave each of us the ability, we have the ability to become a wonderful special husband to a good wife and a wonderful wife and to become a wonderful wife to a special husband. We have that ability in us despite whatever baggage we were carrying thus far in life. And confidence can alter the reality. Confidence can change things. That is the aside of the lesson of why Moshe had a speech impediment, Aral Safasayim. And according to the Ran, he brings down in this Drushis that the Jewish people should know that natural obstacles and shortcomings are not obstacles to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the Drushis Aran in explaining why Moshe was an Aral Safasayim. If Moshe would have stood there before Pari were giving in a beautiful speech, the Jews would have said, okay, Moshe got things done here. You know, we really needed a good speaker and we got it, Baruch Hashem. But no, he was an Aral Sefasayim. He couldn't see stammered, he couldn't speak, and he spoke anyway. And that is the lesson, what the Ram says. The Jewish people should know that natural obstacles and shortcomings are not obstacles to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's very, very important to know this. 
So Rabbeinu Bachaya was not wrong. No one was up to the task of writing that Sefer Chayvus Halavavis. His limitations were not imagined limitations. They were real limitations. And he, and he felt himself inadequate. And he was ready to step out of the task. And the truth is, Rashi, Mistama, no way to know for sure. He wrote his Pirish, but he wrote it with Ruach HaKadosh. Ruach HaKadosh means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose Rashi and through him with Ruach HaKadosh, Rashi came into being. Rashi himself, Mitzaratzmai, had no Kayach to write Rashi. Now Rashi, Hashem put in him all the Kayachs that he needed, but it didn't come from Rashi himself. It came from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who gave us Rashi. And going to the Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, basically, he was underestimating himself. And um, he basically wrote the introduction on purpose like this, to teach a person, you research and analyze a subject before taking any undertaking. And to battle the voice of what's saying, I can't, and teaching you how to battle that voice that's within you, that tells you that you can't. And um, the Rabbeinu B'chaya says afterwards that when he decided, okay, I'm not going to write the Sefer. I'm going to remove this burden from me. I won't write the Sefer. But then I questioned myself and I suspected I was using a path of tranquility and certainty. In other words, I was worried if I abandoned that project, maybe it's, bec- it's rooted not in my unworthiness that I can't do the job or someone could do it better than me, but rather maybe it's self-gratification. I want an easier life. And I want to be lazy instead. And so, and he says this beferish all in his Agdama. He realized that his thoughts to abandon his plan to write the Sefer was rooted in cold feet or potential laziness. So he quickly learned to ignore it. I know mitzad me, I can't do the perfect job. The limitations are there. But I need to do that. You need to learn, he says, Rabbi Naftali Horowitz, it's beautiful the way he puts it that puts it out, to be in his shoes of the Rabbeinu B'chayim. You spend months looking for a safer on a topic, and it doesn't exist. And then you finally say, see and feel there's a need for this safer that there's a clear and present need for this safer. It wasn't written by anyone before. And the first thing that enters your mind, I'm not the one for the job. I can't do this. So you could feel very disappointed by the fact that you realize you can't do that. Or you could feel relief. Oh, sh- wow, now, now I'm relieved. I thought I was going to have to do something, and now I don't have to. Or you feel a sadness. Or you feel an emotional release, like, okay, now I could stay in my comfort zone. Okay? And um, a lot of this is basically chickening out. And it's really oral or nothing. That's what someone needs to understand here, that when he is embarking upon a project, or every ye that's listening to this now, as a husband or a wife, thinking to themselves, I can't change anything about my marriage I can't make anything better, or I can't work on things. Don't listen to your feet, the cold feet that you have. And don't listen to the laziness that may be there. It's Laziness is a real, true mida. We all have it. I know I have it. 
and it's rooted in self-indulgence and um, or this anxiety to go to you keep your comfort zone, the need to relax and the need to be in your space or whatever the case may be. And a lot of laziness is rooted in a fear of failure. And um, because there's an expression that says, if I don't try, I can't fail. And that's why many people are so lazy, because they are afraid of failure. And the Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says in his Akdama that he knows that many intellectual undertakings which were within the person's reach to achieve were lost due to fear that prevented them from attempting them lest they fail to actualize them. And many deficiencies in the actualization of a person and their character traits are a result of this fear. And then finally, after all the back and forth of the Hagdama of the Rabbeinu Bechaya, he and caution is a good thing, Zahir is to be careful. But he says, I remember the saying that part of being cautious is not to be too cautious. The Rabbeinu Bechaya said, I told myself that if everyone who intended to perform some good act or to provide guidance to others regarding the path of righteousness or correctness would stand by and wait until perfect conditions were present, and he reached the depth of understanding and found the purest language, then not a word would have been spoken by man since the prophets who are Meshem has chosen as his messengers. It wouldn't have been spoken. We overthink sometimes, that's laziness. Overanalyzing is also laziness. And it's hard to understand that, but that is very, very true. It is very, very important for every yid listening to this to know this. You all have within you potential, great potential in your lives and great potential in your marriages, no matter what the state is now, to be much, much better than it is now. And you haven't even tapped into it yet. And it's important to tap into it yet already. It's very, very important. On a personal note, I will tell you honestly and truly, I am the last person that I would think that would be giving the shiurim that I'm giving now. I have a lot of feedback from people, emails from people, um, some tangible, very, very tangible, positive results. And again, it's not me, because like I said many, many times over and over and over again, 99.9% of everything said in all of these shiurim combined come from wonderful, good sources that are not mine at all. And therefore, and, 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 and just knowing my background and everything, am I the right shliach? Very, very far from it, I would say. Many people that are more capable, stronger, better in many, many areas. But why is it? I don't know. But for some reason, finally, something within me said, this, this, this is something that has to be done. And even though I know that I'm not uh, perfectly qualified, I'm sort of a beginner of our al-safasayim, or like the Rebbeinu Bechai, certainly, that I'm not up to the task in many ways, but you do it. You do it, and it accomplishes and it helps, and sometimes Hashem wants that from you. So don't think, whoever you are over there, listening to this, that you are not capable of building with your husband or with your wife a beautiful home. Whether you've just started getting married, or you're single and you believe you don't have what it takes, or you're married already and you come through difficulties, or it's right after you shave brachas and you got into your first ar- argument and you panicked and you say, uh-oh, this is the way life is going to be for the rest of my life with fights and all that. 
or later in life, let's say, whatever it is, whatever stage in life you are at and in your marriage, wherever it is at this point in time, you need to believe that you can tap into that inner energy and kayak that's within you. Just like it's a chiv to know your chisreinais, it's a chiv to know your milas. That's a famous words that I heard from both Bali Musser and well known that the previous Lubaba Trebi used to say that often and many tzaddik have said that often. Just like you have a chiv to know your chisreinais, you have a chiv to know your milas. And there's nothing more than understanding that, that is so important in life. You need to know that just like you have all your chesreinahs that are out there before you of how you feel inferior or incapable of being a good husband or a good wife or a good person, that it is a lot a dimyon. It is cold feet, it is laziness, and it is really doable to realize, yes, even if I can't do this on my own, there's a Kaddish Baruch Hu that is helping me. Like I said, I have a direct line to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he could help me. And Rashi didn't do it on his own. Hashem gave Rashi the Kayach. Rabbi Nebuchai didn't do it on his own. Hashem gave him the Kayach. And don't say to yourself, oh, well, I'm not Rashi, and I'm not the Rabbi Nebuchai. I, I can't, you know, I don't fall, I, go, I don't come to their toenails. It doesn't make a difference. In your kayach and in your ability and what Hashem wants from you, you have tremendous, tremendous kayach. And like the late Belzarebbe Zechat Tzadik Bracha said, Ich ken ya and ich ken nisht, zanem beide kfira. I can do it is kfira. I can't do it is equally kfira. I can't do it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could do it for me. He could do it through me. You ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Tefillah to help, just like he's, first of all, on your chesreinus, yeah, weed it out, work on it, improve upon it, become a better person, 100%, cheshben nefesh, tshuva, all of that. But you are equally, with the same kayach, and with the same determination, and with the same fire, you ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, show me my milas, my true milas, not out of arrogance, but out of true recognition of what is really in me, what you put in me, and help me utilize it. Help me tap into that potential. Help me realize that my negative midas can be upturned into a positive midah. That ADHD people can become tremendously grow and become great in their chesed and in their ability to build things. Every deficiency and handicap can become an asset. Just show me how. Teach me how. And that's Hashem with this, with tefillah and with determination, so many marriages not only could be saved and could be healed, but could be beautiful and wonderful. A 180-degree turn to a high a matzah that you didn't imagine could, could actually happen years ago. You start day in and day out building building blocks like we talked in the previous year. Under the surface, the roots and build and build and build, and you will get there. And you will be the best husband you can be. You will be the best wife you can be. And you'll have tremendous, beautiful marriages and in a safe, wonderful environment where your kids, your children feel safe. And even if they went through whatever they went through because it was difficult in your home till now or they even left the house and you think they're scarred, ultimately, you're, you're having a healthy marriage now and going forward will help your children as well and it'll help you as well. And it really helps Klal Yisrael. That's why it's so important. I mean, Messiah in the shared over here to realize 
that um, the reason why it's so important to save and build every marriage in Klal Yisrael, because it's not just about the Yachid, about the husband and wife in particular, because of them, although they are extremely important. Every Yachid is a world unto themselves, that is true. But it's a chalik of Klal Yisrael. It's a building of Klal Yisrael. And that is why uh, Kedushin is brought in that by Devarim, where it talks about communal things, and then it talks about Kedushin, because it's a Tzibur Inyan, not just a Yachid Inyan. The Inyan of a Chassan and a Kala and an Isha and an Isha. The Shalom between an Isha and an Isha is so important, not just to the couple, but to Klal Yisrael as a whole. To Klal Yisrael as a whole, you could have wonderful Shalom bias, but if there's someone else that's struggling with it, Klal Yisrael is not whole yet, and you have to feel for it and feel that lack and try your best to daven for it and do your best to correct it and to make things better. And that's what Hashem really wants. He wants Shalom more than anything else. Hatzlochem bracha.